0: Hello, hello, dear listener. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just have to give you a heads up. We were using this tool called Podcastle and audio is horrible this time, but we still talk about interesting things. So I hope you will stick around next time. We will do better. Thank you. Let's move on to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Design Party, your one-stop shop for everything product design. I'm your host, Antonia. We have hosts Vitaly and Helena. And today we have a bucket of cool topics to discuss. But before we go, how is everybody feeling today?
1: Uh, I'm doing good. Good. How's Helena? I'm going to go in with complete honesty. This is the second time we are filming this or recording this because uh, somebody being me, messed up the last uh, recording somehow mm-hmm. and my track was gone. I wanted to sacrifice myself and say, just upload yours, but it did not work. Yeah,
0: editing is hard
1: and sometimes
0: computers don't work well, but let's hope this will be great because this time we are recording this on a different platform, so it should work. <laughs> let's see if we can use this yeah. in the future. But to jump right in, we have a lot of New launches in January. Crone became Notion Calendar. Amy is now public. Posts have iOS app. I mean, so many things happening. Where to start? What Krone do you want to talk about Notion
1: first? Notion Calendar because it's super exciting and we both used it. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this before, but okay, let's re- retract this. Uh, we both used it and I think we can highlight some features that we... Uh, we used or loved uh vitaly i don't think you used it did you maybe manage to um to get into it in the past week
2: yeah yeah very superficially i i I, like installed it and looked around but i saw that uh, you two have given it a bit more of a spin so to say
0: Yeah, I did use it a little bit past week, um, actually ramping up the usage because I actually like it now. At first, I was a bit skeptical because, you know, new interface, you know how it is when you change things. Of course, users are like, we don't like that. So you know, I was one of them like, Oh, I don't like that. What is because I just didn't uh, know how to use it. But then I clicked around, of course, and just within a few minutes, it became all clear how to use it properly and efficiently. So now I'm hooked. It's my main tool for calendar matters, which is why I will not use Amy that just got launched. Uh I'm sorry.
1: I would like to try Amy. Uh, Amy used to be in beta and it launched this week, maybe a couple of days ago. I'm not sure how timelines work when we're async with the listeners. But um, yeah, so Amy launched and uh, it used to be in beta. It used to be invite only. And then you were on a list and you had to wait for it. The good thing about Amy is that it incorporates your to-do list and your calendar. And then it's much easier to time block and much easier to kind of organize your time with just pushing everything into one bucket and then dragging and dropping it into the calendar. I think it's a super cute idea. The team that works on it is actually kind of wonderful. There's like 15 people or something and they're all European-based from what I gathered. And yeah. What? And they're just like happy, positive people. And the way they work, I spent uh, some time on their website yesterday. Uh, The way they work is they don't have dedicated teams or like work frames. They work on a feature, and the feature is worked on like for a week and then it's pushed out. So they have like a basic roadmap that they're following, but they're very, very agile without saying it's agile. They just work because they love their work, communicate together and figure out what's the best way forward.
0: That sounds nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I hope they will make it. I mean, even though I will not use it for now, I really like this idea of like just dragging your to-do item into calendar. I mean, that's, that's pretty damn good. I really like that. One reason why I stopped using it, it's not the desktop app which I adore and it looks so good. So props to Amy design team and also Fronten for implementing everything so nicely. I simply didn't like iOS app. They reinvented like the pattern of navigating around the app a little bit. They used kind of hacked split view. It just didn't sit well with me. I I couldn't really, it was hard to use it at least for me. I mean, if somebody finds it great, Definitely sorry, quite interesting fingers. because
1: I find myself not using the majority of the calendar stuff on my phone. For so I treat it as on my phone. I just check it out, but I set things up on my computer. Um, I wanted to say one more thing about Amy. Um, i I have it on my to do list on Monday. I want to check it out on Monday and just like play around with it. uh Amy has an integration with the reminders, so native reminders from i o s or apple whatever um which I'm a power user of, and I just want to see how that works like I want to see that in action and if it works well, I think I might use Amy as my personal calendar,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think I should check it out. I mean, the thing that I like about calendars and reminders and these things is that they have such a long history that they work well together. You know, you think about something like note-taking apps or messaging, they're all in their own little silos. But the thing that I like about the calendars is that, like, okay, I can do something on macOS calendar, it updates into my Google calendar, now it can be integrated with my notion so i think that i still haven't quite achieved like the harmony that i look for when it comes to like the convergence of tasks calendars and note taking and in that sense notion calendar is really exciting for me but i could see that perhaps if i have the time and interest one day maybe i can see if amy would have a spot there as well Like I I checked out their website. I like their presentation. I like the idea of having quickly integrated like Pomodoro timers with my to-dos and everything. I recently started using Raycast and I've really enjoyed that. So I think that this might be, Amy could maybe be the Raycast of calendars and tasks. Totally,
0: I love Raycast. I even thought about paying subscription just to port my settings to all the devices I use. But I cannot justify the cost, so I was like, "I'm gonna do it manually every time I use a new device." So that's how it is. But Rake has this—you know what? I have this shortcut. Is it Command Shift S, and then it opens my schedule for today. It's such a great way to see what's up with your day and quickly join meetings. It's 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 really a saver. I would previously, you know, be very stressed. Oh, when is next meeting? But now with their integration with Mac, this toolbar up there on screen, I never miss (laughs) meetings.
1: (laughs) It's great. (laughs) That's actually a positive thing probably. Wonderful.
0: (laughs) That's super positive. Like, thanks Raycast. I mean, you saved my ass so many times. You know, sometimes you have like, oh, I have a meeting in like 15 minutes and then you start playing on a computer and then time starts to fast forward. But no, Raycast just like, hey, you should join now. And like, oh, meeting, yes, but Notion, let's join.
1: A Notion calendar, I cannot believe it's so easy to say that. I like, Crone is just erased from my ma- mind. Uh, Notion calendar also does that, and it tells you how much time you have until, until the next meeting. And uh, yeah, it says that our El Recordo is 22 minutes left.
0: That's super nice. Uh, my Raycast <laughs> says the same thing, 20 minutes left. So let's get on to a next topic. Let's talk about Figma a little bit. I've been waiting very patiently to, to start uh, chatting about Figma because there's like uh, two things to share about them. Uh, first one is dev mode is, uh, now being charged. They announced that before, but now it's time. So, What do we think Mm about
1: that? Um, Hey, there's money we're not tapping into. Why are we not getting that money? Give us that money. That's my opinion. But also, I think maybe um, the dev mode is getting a lot of uh, boosts. Um, I saw a cute video yesterday. And I think it's going to be very nice, but also super expensive for free users or for smaller companies or for freelancers.
0: Totally. And also what I noticed, every time I would discuss handoff or just collaborate harder with a developer, I would show them dev mode. And then I would ask, hey, did you see that cool thing about Figma? Not a single developer I have ever worked with in my entire life used Figma this way. They would always be shocked. Like, oh, it's there. Oh, okay. So for me, it feels that Figma is trying to solve all this collaboration process issues by hacking design tool. I mean, it's good try. I mean, I I don't mind the attempt. It's more of a process problem, especially with these annotations that they're adding. You just click, like literally, you need to click on an element and you can see space around it so easily. But no, now we have these annotations because developers still don't.
1: Yeah, I kind of do agree with the Mm process thing. I actually thought the same thing that If you, I mean, it's more difficult than larger companies. And as a designer, I think you need to spend some time to educate the developers how to hand off. And it's annoying that you have to do that. But if you want your work to be, to go smoothly, it's up to you. And then it's it's just annoying because you have to be the one to think about that. But the developers can just be like they're like a potato. Okay, I can do that. It is what it is.
2: I mean, I think it's a bit like criminal that annotations are a paid feature (laughs) in a way because we all remember what inspect used to be like before dev mode and now that's going to make a comeback to people who are just viewers and I think that that's like a shame like I can understand the business incentive um, but it's kind of mad that if you're just on the professional plan you need to actually get a design seat for each dev for them to be able to use dev mode and if you're an org user you're paying 45 for a designer with all the features and then you have to pay 35 for a developer just to use dev mode i think that's pretty egregious that i think is uh antithetical to the spirit that figma has put out before by creating like such a high barrier Uh, for such an essential feature because it used to be that, okay, if you wanted shared libraries, that was pretty much the only thing you would pay pro for. But now the distinction between the free kind of tool set and the paid tool set is, is growing exponentially larger and I can understand it, but you know, at the same time they're laying off people because of this whole Adobe acquisition not happening, even though they got a free billion dollars from what I understand because of the noncompliance of the, Intent of the contract. Yeah, I wanted to ask one more thing
1: about right the Figma now. thing. Um, you can leave comments, you can still use the just view mode. So I think we are going to be able to kind of MacGyver our way forward just like we did before or with using things like we used to use them. But I talked to a couple of people who work in enterprises and their companies are dropping the dev seats because they don't want to pay as much. They don't see the value for it. And I hope mm. that that was the correct decision for Figma.
2: I mean, I could totally see them reducing seat pricing in the in the aftermath of peop- seeing the numbers of how many people are going to jump out. But I do think that it's also a market opportunity for Zeppelin and Zero Height and these other kind of hand off specialized tools that might not be so beholden to a Figma way of doing, although I have to say that like the dev mode integrations into the VS Code plugin look really promising in, in how that can help streamline uh, getting Figma data into a developing environment. But yeah, it, it's hard to say because ultimately you can make the best tools, but if they're not used, kind of like what Antonio was alluding to, if people don't know about it, they're not utilizing it, then it's not going to solve uh, collaboration issues in that sense.
0: I want to just hmm. add that they're investing really hard into VS Code, which is nice. But in a lot of companies, WebStorm is a kind of tool of choice. So not sure how, how they plan to integrate with that. Probably they don't want, or maybe they will. I don't know. So far, I've seen VS Code everywhere. And to be quite honest, I would be very thrilled to see their user research because... developers usually are skeptical of using these code snippets and all of that. And buy-in is really hard. They would be more inclined to just craft the code on their own and their own setup rather than rely on some design tool doing something for them. So I'm not sure how usable that would be. I have never seen any developer using Figma that way to be quite honest, but um, yeah. Figma, um, have you seen the news that I shared with you a couple of days yeah. ago?
2: Oh, this uh, the Figma severance detach. package
0: offer? Figma, the great Figma detach. What yeah. a shit show.
2: It's kind of like when uh, Chris Martin and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, it's a conscious uncoupling. We didn't get a divorce, it's a conscious uncoupling. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's you.
1: I don't know. I think my only so, uh, reaction is
0: well, Shit. Figma was sturdy for many years, and especially after failed acquisition, they just got richer for one billion. However, it seems that they overhired for some reason before the deal was done. And I mean, I mean, I don't understand how naive they were to overhire because there was a big outcry from community. Hey, this is now monopoly. Hey, you can do that. I'm not happy with that. And of course, EU legislators were on board with that. So now there's a bunch of people in Figma with their jobs that, that will cease to exist soon, probably. What are your predictions? What's going to happen now with Figma?
1: I'm terrible at predictions. <laughs> mm,
2: I think it's hard to say, but I, I think that we'll see more yeah. and more AI focused tools stuff that tries to like like I've been telling everybody that if last year was the year of LLMs and chatbots then this is the year of LAMs and agents of like large action models kind of like this uh rabbit r1 that we saw this whole idea of like things that will help you do things without you having to get into the nitty-gritty of it um so uh i think that you know we have yeah. to always remember that we live in a capitalist world and so even if a company is doing really well they want to send you know certain signals to the stock market and to their shareholders and stuff so i think that it's kind of figma's way also of showing that we make efforts to be lean and cut costs and we are aggressive in our pricing and we are uh still in our youth and we are growing and we should give us more money and it's all okay Uh, and and this kind of political aspect to the decisions that they make because yeah i mean they are growing um but i see it so often that companies even that are doing very well cut on staff to kind of like reduce the operation and see how small they can kind of push it before they start seeing bleeding um and and i think it's really a shame of 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 kind of how companies get especially as they grow but you see it everywhere from microsoft to all kinds of social media platforms for example and and i think that everyone's really feeling the the heat from the ai and and all these different startups and 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 things like even You know, I think Google and Apple are are trembling in their boots when it comes to like what possibly like, because OpenAI has hired Johnny Ive to craft like the AI smartphone and stuff like it's really an uncertain time. And I think that many agents are trying to make sure now that they remain competitive and and keep the trust of the market, so to say.
0: Yeah, talking about layoffs, uh, it's not only Figma that's about to do this. We have Google, Discord, Duolingo, Audible, Instagram, Blizzard, Humane, I don't know, it's never ending list. So I don't know if I read correctly, but about half million designers worldwide lost their job. I'm not sure it's uh,
1: just designers. Uh, It's like IT. And I think the reported numbers are like 444,000 people. No four four zero 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 <laughs> I don't know the numbers <laughs> and uh, like unreported is probably uh, around half and a half million that's sick uh, there's a, the there's a good website layoffs dot something layoffs dot
0: fyi has everything up to date I mean it's quite terrible if you're looking for yeah, a job I wouldn't right quite now.
1: Uh, look at this because it's just like not positive no
0: nah, it's not good yeah. for your mental health like
1: We have a good, uh, I linked the good article, we're probably going to put it into the notes of the episode. Inside of the article, there's a bunch of um, just musings and trying to figure out what the reasons for the layoffs are. And I think it comes down to, it's just bad timing and the industry has been going up, 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 up and the bubble burst. That's it. The golden prize yeah, done. Poor management, over hiring, <laughs> more poor management, more poor decisions. Like even for the Figma stuff, while you were talking, the only thing that was coming through my head was like, maybe it's just they're they're just people. They don't have the experience. They don't know what to do. It was like we're gonna get all this all of this money. Let's just hire, hire, hire. Nobody nobody thought about any consequences if this was gonna fall through. So now we're talking about consequences. Mm. <laughs>
0: well, I'm a bit more skeptical. Um, about being just naive and being like so optimistic. Oh my god, we're gonna hire everybody, it's gonna be great, we're gonna grow your business. Uh, blah blah blah. I am following a lot of this like corporate shit stuff on Instagram and YouTube. I mean, Joe Shroff Luke, anybody watches his videos? It's hilarious. Uh, it's so triggering. I can't I, honestly lately, I couldn't watch that because it's just the triggering, but. I think managers are well aware that something might go wrong and then we just need to lay off 10% of people or something and they're okay with that because it's not their ass on the line. So I think this is all planned. It's just lack of humanity uh, (sighs) in the world right now
2: and also like Google has been small like decreasing the amount of managers like people who have like maybe only 20 30 people under them they fire them and keep the people who are managing 90 to 100 and then just throwing those people under their stewardship
1: it's super difficult to handle that many people like that's also just a path to disaster
2: yeah no it's it's crazy it's it's very short-term thinking it's the same like with schools you know they they increase the size of the classroom it's not going to result in better uh, outcomes for the students but it's like you know uh drink you know feasting on your own blood to satiate your appetite like you know it's going to help maybe for a little bit but it's really going to have uh, high costs uh but it's 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 the way of the system so often that you know you just cut until it hurts and then you recover um you see it time and time again but at the same time you know like we just hired a, a new designer, but I do feel that like generally the industry is very tumultuous and it's a very difficult time, especially if you're a junior right now. Oh my, oh my lord. lord! You really need to put on your in- entrepreneurship grind. You know, <laughs> list yourself in Upwork and Fiverr and all the places, and and just like be super proactive. And I just think that like really developing a wide area of of, of networks and skills. Yeah, I is think so I would like to right add now. to
1: that, like don't work for free if you have to work for free work for free because that's your choice not because somebody told you to work for free so go to catch a fire or something and donate your time and ask for mentorship from someone who's on adp list or something because they're gonna want to help you with that instead of just going into a super greedy company and oh yeah just uh, create a couple of things for us and um then we'll see you know
2: And also another good tip is like if you can't get upfront payment to have a percentage then of the results. So if you, for example, craft a social media campaign, then for every, let's say 100 signups, you get X amount compensation and then make sure that you have a good auditing system to ensure that you'll get accurate reporting for it. So in this way, like if you kind of invest your time, be sure that you have a clear return on that investment, whether that's acquiring a skill or a reference, a case study, or actual money after the fact, once the results start coming in. It
0: would be a good workshop or some boot camp. Maybe we no. can do that. Who knows? How to survive winter tech winter these days with all the hot tips because I was changing jobs last year and I was very creative how to network, how to find, how to get my foot in, how to get that interview. I mean, I used so many creative tactics that I can't believe I (laughs) came up with that. So maybe that's an interesting idea. But to finish off this podcast episode on a little bit positive note, let's mention that Posts app is now on iOS store for some time. So, I've been posting a lot there, you too did you post I don't anything? post
1: anything anywhere so no
2: <laughs> yeah I mean if if we're going through a tech winter, I'm going through a social media winter um, I've barely now returned to posting a little bit in my Instagram of the photos because I was traveling, so I got some nice sunset photos and animal photos to share with the world, but I'm really trying that. F- February, latest March, I start posting, and posts will be part of that, as well as LinkedIn, and really put knowledge and information out there to help people.
1: Nice. So uh, hopefully, we
2: will see there. Oh, soon.
1: I need to tell you. Oh, sorry, okay, let you go first. Uh, I wanted to just add, since we mentioned that in the last episode that, that did not uh, get recorded, we could just mention it again. Uh, posts is a super cute app. That's for basically like Twitter, but uh, more positive and a more inclusive and just like safe, calm space. Everybody that's on there up until now, since it wasn't uh, on the App Store, everybody was nice and you could post anything and get good reviews, get uh, good information. And people were just like open and it was friendly. I hope it stays like that. And that's maybe the main takeaway. People who join, please do not ruin it.
0: Yes, please. It was so nice. I didn't feel like, oh, if I post this, somebody will be hateful. Maybe better not. Anything I share uh, is met with very friendly and positive comments. I connected with so many people there, had so many great conversations. Really smart creatives are there. So if you're about to join posts, don't ruin it please it's too good to be true right now it's great i will keep using that what i wanted to say so my dji mic 2 arrived it's cool as hell it's this tiny i wish i took it from my desk here so i can show you on camera it's super tiny it looks so good it comes with this beautiful high quality pouch with like all necessities inside it works great because it's DJI. So they thought of every UX detail. So if you put it, turn it on. And also I have Osmo six, which is gimbal from DJI. If I just fire it up with my phone, everything just connects just like boom, 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 boom. I don't have to think about anything. And on top of it, if I feel that I'm unable to get the perfect sound, I can always record standalone on that microphone and get 32 bit float and then I can edit and repair all the damage that I did with screaming or talking too silently. So I'm so excited. I, I
1: need to What are you going
2: something. to record? Oh, is this <laughs> I, I feel like you should record uh, this podcast episode is sponsored yeah, by DJI we that we can <laughs> play.
0: <laughs> I wish sponsors, oh, oh. come on. You know, we're here. By the way, I think our email uh, expired or something. I couldn't log in the other day. I need to check that. So, if you're sponsors, oh I don't know, find us, send somebody email yeah. if you're interested. We're on
1: all social media. You can find what us easily. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you can find us. Uh, all the spam people find me and send me horrible emails constantly. So, I guess uh, legit people can do as well. To answer your question, I was thinking, um, recording some either design related content for Instagram. No TikTok. I just can't handle that. No, no, I'm, I'm seriously too old for okay. that. I cannot, or, or lifestyle stuff like life in Finland as an immigrant. But uh, let's see what happens. Something will happen. I I'm, I'm doing better with my head, you know, in last month, you saw that I was like just on the floor, like <laughs> barely there. But now I feel pumped. I even did a photo shoot for mm-hmm. a friend. Now I'm editing photos uh, with uh, Photomator. Shout out to Photomator. They're pushing these beta updates like crazy. It's so good. Adobe bye-bye. I am Adobe free. No subscriptions for Adobe. Oh, oh my uh, god! I'm I so think I should
1: mention that Adobe is a uh, high... Uh, Pushing their subscriptions uh, to a higher price. Yeah. What? Um, I don't know. A friend of mine got an email saying, uh, hey, Adobe is going to push uh, the subscription higher. And uh, he said that he doesn't want to subscribe anymore. And then they offered him 60 days free.
0: Well, somebody needs to pay that Figma True. bill.
1: Might <laughs> as well be users. <laughs> <Or else>. Horrible. <laughs> We are done for today guessing? and uh, in the episode that we did not record, we finished the episode with uh, what are our, our hopes for the year.
0: All good, I hope. Nothing
1: much. Just yeah. positive. Same here. Uh, feels like this could be a yeah. calmer year. I don't expect anything big or huge, just like
2: positives. Yeah, I'm hoping that my year will calm down, but currently it's insane. I have like seven projects mm-hmm. ongoing. Uh, next week, I have a new course starting in university that I'll be teaching. Uh, but hopefully, thankfully, also, some stuff is winding down. Uh, but yeah, I think in the coming months, there'll be all kinds of interesting news to talk about.
1: Exciting. Stay tuned. Bye uh, for Bye for me as well.
2: Yes. Goodbye, everybody. And be sure to send us information on what kind of episode ideas and topics you'd love us to cover this year.